Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Danny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Uncle Pucker's New Jersey Devil podcast is being taped in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> the music just makes it happier. I think that's going to be the new thing. We're just going to do 80s TV theme songs oh, for our great. opening. Yes, from here they on. rarely send takedown notices for those shows. Yeah, I highly doubt it. What are you messing around with? Oh, bottle. Yeah, not that kind of bottle. Just a water bottle today. No, no, I, I, I didn't. I knew it was water. Um, I, I, I don't bring something up. Um, what are you fiddling with, dude? You can hear that. Yes, <laughs> that's why I like that other mic better. That other mic only picks up voices. But yeah. Okay, put it down, Dan. Put it down. <laughs> can, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Yes. Oh. You can't hear that, can you? Right now, no. Right now, we're okay. That I just heard. All right, that I can't. That's something upstairs. I don't know. Here, wait. Let me know if you can hear this. I didn't hear anything. Nope. That's good. That I heard. <laughs> Bobby, you heard it, right? I heard it. Yeah. So I think you I'm guys guessing, are hearing voices. You know. I'm guessing the uh, the six or seven listeners are going to hear it too. So. Um, <laughs> I, I want to, I got to bring something up and I didn't, I should have picked, I should have, like the last show we did, which was Sunday, it was after the, uh, the stadium series game and like Dan had to get out. We were kind of on a bit of a um, time schedule, you yeah. know, to keep. So I kind of like pushed the show along and there were some things that I, that I thought I should have stepped in and said something uh, and I didn't, but then I re-listened to most of the show and I realized that. I really should have because I am calling complete and total shenanigans on Tony picking a shutout. I just feel at this point during the predictions that none of us can pick shutouts. I find it to be a bit of a douche move. I so I think that was give, the goal. It's all right. I'm going to give Tony the, uh, no, it's not, it's not because even if he gets a shutout, it's then it's yours. Right. And then like, that's the one thing you've been saying, keep on fucking around, with whatever you're fucking around. With. I'll get the points of Tony. That's all I'm this, saying. This is my, <laughs> I can't help this. <laughs> borderline involuntary. So, all right, all right. I I kind of get where you're coming from, right? But you got to remember one thing: if Dan gets his shutout, he automatically wins the game, and we're done playing for the year, right? So, so we got that to look forward to. That's right. All right. Actually, that's not true. But I have always maintained, like, we don't discuss what our predictions are. No, and we seem to have this standing that we can't possibly have the same prediction. It wouldn't be fair. And I think, in one regard, it's fine if we both pick it. You should be able to get it. However, <laughs> with the goalie one, I would think that for it to fly, maybe he needs to at least make it a one-up. Like I kind well, of I thought feel I did. Like I, I thought I did been... that right. So he he did not say Dawes, so I did, and that's how we left it, right? But then no, because then he claimed he said saw, said Dawes. He's like, but no, did he? I, then so I, I got. I mean, I, at... I didn't remember him saying Dawes. 
I think he did say Dawes afterwards. He goes, he said that the Devils will get a shutout. Um, he said, I, I believe that they'll get the shutout. I think, you know, that's what I'm going with. Dawes is looking good. And yeah, but that's not saying gonna Dawes is going right. to get it. So his, so his I, I were, went a step further and I claimed Dawes for the shutout, which means he could still win if, if uh, somebody else gets a shutout. Right. Which is possible. So he said that the Devils will. Oh no, that's that's the last one. Okay, so he said that they'll go three and zero this week. He said that they would have a hat trick, and he said that the Devils will get a shutout. And he changed it to against the Capitals. So oh, he's right. saying a shutout he's tonight. And then you have that Dawes will have a shutout. So okay. that's that's different enough. Right. All right. All right. So I'm not going to make too much of a stink about it. But after a while, I'm listening to him like that. I know we can all pick whatever we want, but that has kind of been the running bit. Dan just keeps on not getting that shut out. I don't mind being the Charlie Brown here. It works works out. Now, if I were to say something like, this team's going to get two shutouts this week, that's a hat trick. That's a hat trick for sure. All right. So we we are going up against a team tonight that just doesn't like to score goals so we can talk a little bit about washington and their uh their issues but uh before we jump into hockey what's up guys how's everybody doing on this fine tuesday pretty good how about you i'm doing good um yeah i guess i mean oh my god dude you, you hear things? I swear. <laughs> we're not <laughs> hearing things. We're hearing. <laughs> I swear, I'm barely moving. I'm barely moving. Is it the moving. chair? Like, what is it exactly? I think it sounds like I think that last thing you heard was my yeah, shoe like on it. Like Mike's with, extra sensitive. Like, like swinging the back air. Fuck the shoe. <laughs> I'm gonna try to like only talk when I'm unmuted. No. I think no. Don't mute yourself. The talking is fine. It's whatever you're diddling around with. Stop diddling, Dan. Diddler Dan. <laughs> diddling Dan. <laughs> So, but um, yeah. So, did you guys watch the? Tell me uh, this, Batman. <laughs> why can't Dan just keep his hands on his side? Um, what did you guys think of the Ranger Islander game uh, at our stadium on Sunday? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched most of it. I watched highlights. I think I told and, you. You know, we were texting. Right? I said this. This does not have anywhere near the energy of what they had the night before. The, the uh, it didn't seem placed. Not the game itself wound up. Becoming, I guess, interesting if you care about those two with the way that the Rangers came back and won it in overtime and all. But the atmosphere, the energy, it had nothing to do with what we had. This, when we were up there, when the Devils were doing it, it really did seem like a celebration of the team. It felt like a home game, an expanded home game. This was just an afterthought to me. I agree. I felt yeah. the same way watching it. It just seemed like it was just a game outside. It didn't have any of the, the tread. Yeah, the energy. And it's just like it was all about New Jersey. And I think it kind of stayed that way. So when these two New York teams, and look, you know, they, they filled the place up. They had 80,000 people there. They had a few thousand more than we did, which we kind of expected. I think we even mentioned that. They're probably going to have more people. It's a Sunday afternoon game. It's, uh, you know, two New York City teams. But I thought that the Devils showed out and showed showed out the best out of all four of those teams over the weekend. Definitely. So I really and, and, you know what I was thinking about was like our stadium jersey was by far and away the best. I mean, no it doubt. was something different. Yep. It was it, it was miles ahead. The other three were like a battle for who's worst. And yeah, I, you know, I don't know how you rank them. I mean, the Flyers was like just like any other Flyers jerseys, almost indistinguishable from their whites. Um, That's true. The Islanders, it's almost like they with that. It, was that even a blue with it? the orange? It almost looked like it was with a black, which was like, are you the flyers now? Where, because they don't have their blue. It didn't look like a blue to me. And then the Rangers is boring as can be. I mean, they're certainly 
something to be said about simplicity and sometimes with some of those jerseys, but um, just pale in comparison to what the Devils were able to put out there. And you, know, like you could take the New York Rangers anytime and put, you know, NYR. You know, right. it's just, yeah. Genius. Wow. <laughs> Genius, yeah. Man, I, what do they have to do to make that their uniform, the Devils, going forward? Like, it was – that's the look I want. Like They, they, they should put in rotation. I, I, I don't want to see it totally replaced, but I'd like to see it in a, maybe a good, healthy rotation. Maybe take the jersey out and bring that one in. Well, if I had to choose between Stadium Series jersey for our uh, third dark jersey and the jersey jersey, I'm taking the stadium. I like that. Clearly better than the other one. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'd like to have the, the Stadium Series jersey in rotation and save the black for once in a while. Just at least, you know, maybe next year they can do that and bring it back. Because there's other jerseys I like, too. I still like the jersey with the green in there, man. I think that needs a little more attention. The, the new version of it that they've come out with the last couple of years is beautiful. Yep. I have a Brodeur one in that uh, with the green on it. Yeah. Uh, the was stadium... that the Heritage Classic one or something? Whatever, oh, yeah. is that yeah. the right one? Yeah. They had a list on they had a list online of all Devils jerseys. Um of you know from kansas city up to the stadium series and oh, that's cool yeah it was kind of cool um and i like and the I, stadium series inverted too like they keep that whole design and just do that as an inverted color scheme would also yeah. be very cool tony was saying they have a white one i haven't seen it though oh, i don't know if i want it with something. white but but a black version of it right God. instead of mostly red yeah like and just the switch them out yeah, yeah swap them out the colors and that would also be very cool yeah but we got oh my god Keep on hearing this shit from you. <laughs> it could be me then because I was muted. I'm gonna give him a complex. I know I am. Uh, we got Washington tonight. All right, they are behind us. We are sitting right now what twenty eight, twenty two, and four. Six games over five hundred. Sixty points. Five points behind third place Philadelphia. We're looking at Washington sitting at four points behind us at twenty four, twenty one, and seven. This is big. This. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What did you hear something? <laughs> no, no, I didn't what? hear it. We this saw it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you're making me nauseous. I feel like I'm on a boat. Um this is a big game, man. They cannot come out and shit the bed too. <laughs> just, it's an audio just, medium. Oh man. So, yes, uh, this is a big frigging game. And nothing that you did Saturday or even last week where you won your three out of four, nothing matters. That doesn't matter if you blow this game and give a team behind you two extra points. Um, not when you're trying to chase Philly and you still have four points to go until you get to them. Actually, no. How many points are we behind? Five points behind Philly. And they're idle tonight. So a win is three points with one game in hand at that point If we after tonight. I think the Flyers play tomorrow against Chicago. So yeah. I'm so nervous about yeah. tonight's game. I, I do feel like it's an opportunity for a letdown that, you know, all year long they've been taking those. Well, here's, yeah. here's the good, here's I hope the good not. news, right? Mm-hmm. So they're 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10, but their last game they got that win. So it's not one of those situations where you go, oh, my God, they're due. Nah, fuck that. They got it. Let's move on. They're 2-6-2. Two, and two. Uh, This would be a bitter disappointment if we don't come out with the two points in this game. There's way too much on the line. And yep. the last time we played them, we did beat them pretty good, six to three. That was on October third. But the two games prior to that, which was October twenty fifth and November tenth, was a October twenty fifth was a four six loss, and the uh, November tenth game was a four two loss. Yeah. So yeah, I don't we think the way we play now that we're giving up six goals. So I think it's going to be much better. Well, Washington is thirtieth 
in the league in goals. They have uh, scored 128 goals. The Devils are 12th with 183. So we definitely have the firepower over them. Uh, they are also 12th in goals against at 163 goals against. And we're 25th. We've given up 184, which gives the Devils right now a goal differential of minus one on this season. Uh, so that's got to change. They have got to stop, you know, and it has, I think. I mean, if you really look at it, right, like since the All-Star break, Nico Dawes stepping in and Banachek with a couple of starts that he had, but they've really, uh, you know, what? Did, how many goals did we give up the last uh, five games? I think, what, four goals? In the, or no, four, like well, three, seven goals. Three in the, in the stadium last, series. Yeah. Uh, two against the Kings. Five. Uh, two against Predators. And seven. And one against Seattle. So, yeah, eight goals in the last five games, right? That's pretty four good. Games. That's less yeah. than two goals a game. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Well, it's the and last the, four games, actually. It's two. And then we yeah. lost one nothing to Carolina. That's five. So, that'd be nine. In nine goals in okay. five games. So, it's yeah. 2.14 goals per game is pretty good. Uh, yes. And do we have lineups today? I don't do know. know. I want to know who's out in D if Siegenthaler's in. Siegenthaler's in, and it's okay. easy for tonight because Marino is still ill, so he'll be right. out. Right. They haven't made it. Otherwise, there would have been a harder decision. Okay, and so let's talk, talk about, about that. that what, yeah. what, do you, what do you do with Siegenthaler now? Um, More now importantly, what do you have... not do, I think, is the way i got to look at this because I just – I've wanted – you know, Miller in from day one when he wasn't in constantly, yep. and then he was hurt a little bit. I don't He's want him solid. out. I don't want him out. I so don't, I don't want Smith out. out. We only had Smith back for one game, and he made a huge difference, one or two games. But Smith, He's, at least we great. can throw on the forward line. Yeah, he, that's an option, too. But now you have Nolan Foot back. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so where are these guys going to play? This is the interesting part. Because, I mean, the team – I mean, Siegenthaler is a good defenseman, but I would think – when we talked before the injury that he would probably be some type of trade bait for somebody. Um, so maybe, maybe he still is, but if he's in the lineup tonight, Marino's out, that makes me a little bit nervous because he hasn't played since what, December. So right. uh, yeah, this guy's missed a ton of time and Marino who's really been coming on strong is now taking the night off. I don't uh, that, that worries me a little bit. Yeah, sure. And you know, if you look at how well we've been playing, these last five, 10 games, Siegenthaler hasn't been here for any of that. Right. It's not to say that it doesn't fit maybe his style of play, but he literally had nothing to do with the success we've had. Um, so that is pretty scary. Um, yeah, we're going to get to that point when everybody healthy. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, we're getting healthy and that's great, but we've been saying it all year. So at some point we're going to be healthy enough where hard decisions need to be made. People need to be moved either down or a legitimate, like Siegenthaler isn't necessarily a person we have to move because he's bad. He's just got kind of got that welcoming contract for a lot of other teams. If they're looking for a D-man that wants to take somebody that kind of fits in middle range. Um, but otherwise, who who do you guys take at? Who's your who is the defense when you think is our absolute worst defenseman this year? And has I it mean, changed since the beginning of the year? Because it probably has. Well, as of like okay, so right now we're you're looking at you know uh, Hughes has been playing with uh, Marino, right? So those two have been pretty solid. We've had uh, Nemich playing with um, – who's Nemich been playing with? I'm all confused now. I know Ball and Miller have been the – but who's the guy that I'm uh, I'm missing somebody? Who am I missing? Um, Smith, was it? I mean – Well, yeah. It? I mean, I guess he, they were together the last game, but before that, that's a good question. 
I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't know. We, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, you can't. I think I would mix Smith and Siegenthaler in and out for each other. And, and at the game where you kind of need that physical presence more, I would maybe want to sit Siegenthaler. Um, and I just, you know, would this game, I would say Siegenthaler is going to be got a little bit of like, can you fit on this team now? Which is kind of a rough thing to do in your first game back. But if he doesn't look good, it makes the decision a lot easier to keep him out of the lineup. Um, so for tonight, do something. in practice anyway, it was Siegenthaler, Nemec, Ball, Marino, Hughes, and Miller. Right. I said he was going to be paired with Nemec. I saw yeah. him. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, but but so but Marino is not playing tonight. We know that. Right. That's that's right. the last I heard. So so it'll probably be uh, you know Smith and um, so Smith, Hughes, Nemec, Miller, Siegenthaler, and. Who am I missing? Hughes, Nemitz, Siegenthal, Ball. Oh, Ball. I'm sorry, so that's that. an old that's an old lineup card. It's just on the top oh. of uh, yeah. So that's probably from the Columbus one. Yeah, Amanda Shrine doesn't friggin' change. Yeah, yeah she has. Did mention pain, my bad. Today, yeah. just as recently as today, he that's who he was skating with in practice was was uh, Nemitz. Right. That, Nemitz. That's okay. that's the same. No, I'm curious to see how he plays when he comes back. I really am. Um, I think though, with Nolan Foot coming back, like right now. I really want to see Nolan Foot in there. I want to see how he does with that size and the, you know his ability. I think he might fit in with this fourth line a little bit better than Alex Holtz. But you know, then that also does lead when we are fully healthy, putting Brendan Smith in this lineup. Where the hell are you putting him? Because you probably have to put him up on the wing, and that now limits your fourth line uh, to you know Bastion. Um, no, uh, Nosek and Smith, which I'm fine with, but now what about Holtz? What about uh, Nolan Foot? And you know, we do have a lot of guys now. Um, you know, which you know, too. It's weird because I was looking at all the stats and everything online, trying to you know, putting together some stuff, and it had our injury list, and it was three players. I was like, I cannot remember it being this small of our injuries. Like we are so used to having six or seven guys on there, and only having the three guys right now. That's pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, one of them was Vanacek, so I'm guessing he should be ready soon. Um, they're not going to put Schmidt in, right? Like, not unless uh, Dawes completely shits to bed. But this, to me, has now seemed like this is Dawes' show from here on out. And it's going to be, uh, you know, his ball, and he's going to get to run with it, which I am super happy with. Because if you do have your answer with Nico Dawes in goal, Man, our life just got so much easier, and we can have so many now. Now we actually can, you know, you can try and make a good deal if you feel that you know you want to still go out and get a goalie, or if you want to go and get a defenseman. Uh, but they got to do something. Well, Hannafin seems to be the defenseman that you know is most on the market right now. Devils are, along with a few other teams, linked to looking at him. Um, goalie wise, still, you know hearing about devils involved with that i feel like it's less likely mm-hmm. than a defenseman but i i don't know I'm, I'm just gauging on what i've seen from this team and what it's likely to cost us and you know where well, we can I, make maybe more of a straight player for player trade i don't know i have a list here of the top 10 nhl trade deadline players so number one is noah hannafin um you know Number two is Chris Tanev. So those are the two guys that, you know, keep on coming up. And there's a bunch of teams that are interested in them. Number three is Adam Henrique. I just don't see a place where we would go out and get a forward. Um, Not of that caliber. 
<clears throat> like, I love floor. him, and I think he can help yeah. if we needed him. But we don't really need that right now. A lot of these guys like can help. Like no, like the fourth guy, Jake Getzel. I think Jake Getzel is a hell of a playoff guy. He's a, a great player. He's somebody that can fit in this lineup and I think do very well. But again, do you need him? Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, Casey Middlestat is the number six. Sean Walker from the Flyers is number seven. How about this one? Jacob Chikrin, defenseman from the Senators, came over from Arizona last year at the trade deadline. I think he had the year term, so he's probably a UFA. But, you know, there's somebody that you might not have to give a, a whole lot for a guy like that. Now, I don't know where he would fit in, but, you know, Scott Laughlin from the Flyers is another one. And number 10 is Boom Jenner. I just want to read what they say about um, Jacob Chikrin. Says uh, Jacob Chikrin is one of the best defensemen on the trade market right now. The Senators are listening to offers for the star in a disastrous season for the club. Some teams who are linked to him include the Capitals, the Kings, the Flames, the Red Wings, and Blues. However, when noting that he is a top pairing defenseman who can play both sides and produce strong offense from the point, more teams are going to keep an eye on him. Ottawa can hold off from moving him until the summer if they have to, though, as he has another year left on his deal. So he's a he's got a little bit of term. Uh, what do you think about that move? So the player sounds fine, but it doesn't solve the problem, which is that we still like we have to put a defenseman in that package to get him. Because otherwise, I mean, you still got to make these decisions. And this is without even talking about Hamilton, who will eventually be back, maybe for the playoffs, but definitely next year. So it's long term. You still have to look at this and say, where exactly do these pieces fit? If he's an upgrade on any one particular player, fine. But does Ball have to go or, or can Siegenthaler go? Or do we ultimately have to send Nemec down just to make this all work? Again, oh. I, I, I mean, that's kind of why I've been leaning towards like we you know had even the title of the last show like or two shows ago. Like maybe the Devils just need to stand pat. Maybe they just need to not do anything at this trade deadline. We it's have a very possible. You know, we have a very good team. Let's see how they do, especially this week. You know, I mean, you're playing a Ranger team on Thursday that is just playing some unbelievable hockey, getting great goaltending from both ends. Uh, they, their power play is lethal, um, which is something I do want to talk a little bit about. We'll go on uh, to that to the next subject. We'll talk about our abysmal power play lately. But, um, you know, I don't know. I just think all this talk about a trade and this and that, like you said, who are you moving? Where are you putting them? What are you what are you giving up for a guy with maybe like Hannafin with no term or Tanev with no term and with Hamilton possibly coming back? Uh, we have, what, seven or seven, eight, nine sure. good defensemen? What I mean, could you, you could look at it like this. You could say, listen, I'm going to put Siegenthaler in a package that's going to get, say, Hannafin and then mm-hmm. know that, you, okay, maybe this is a one-year rental, right? So if you if you can get him back, great. Then you worry about the bigger problem. But if you can't, now you're now he's gone. Now Siegenthaler's gone. We still have kind of depth to overcome that. Yeah. Like look at um, Hataka. I think I'm always saying that wrong. He looked ready to I be here. Um, we have other options too. So it, I'm comfortable with Santeri Hataka playing. Uh, I really am. I thought that he showed a lot, um, and it was uh, you know he was part of that little bit of a turnaround on the defense, and he, he I thought he played re- very well. So I have no issues with that. But Dan, what do you think? Do they you know do you maybe just sit pat and or at least wait until you're securely in a playoff spot? Uh, who knows how long that would take if it happens at all? I think that you have to look at the context of the season. So 
you know, what kind of team do we have this year? It's a different team than last year. What we have this year is not so much a young emerging team that's uh, on a crazy hot streaking run and let's see what they can do. Um, instead, we have a team with like on paper pretty much all the pieces they need. Uh, coaching has been one of the biggest, you know, consistent problems we've had. And maybe that's coming together. There's been reason to think that maybe um, the, the defensive changes they've made, we're going to give, you know, Lindy some credit for that. Whatever the reason is, maybe it's not such a huge concern. But I feel like either way, they weren't going to do anything with coaching this year. No. So with coaching being the consistent problem that's kind of torpedoed this season along with injuries, two things you can't really trade your way out of. Uh, people just had to come and get healthy again. They have. And the coaching's turned around somewhat. Uh, I think it, there's still also looming a chance you don't even make the playoffs. When you look at all these things that you either can't control or should you fail, it all is pointless to trade for. I think that standing pat makes a lot of sense. Um, the goalie situation, we have reason to believe that, hey, you know what? We might get finally some league average goaltending and maybe a little above league average. Uh, Dawes has shown us some good stuff lately. You know, we're going to see how it plays out of the rest of the season. There's so many of those question marks that they don't really have uh, 100% answers to. And the kind of problems this team has had, I don't think making a trade or two trades is going to do it. So for you know, to go deep into the bank and trade away for this season that is going to still have a question mark over whether we even make the playoffs. I think it's foolish. I think that unless the move is a real steal, I mean, a crazy steal. Um, and even then you come back to the problem of well, who are you going to play? You know, I, I don't like the idea of just changing the guys on your team um, without, you know, clear upgrade uh, and then making them, find new chemistry at the trade deadline. I'll tell you it's one thing. Not a good Hi- idea. Hindsight is going to be so interesting with this team come mm-hmm. the spring. Let's say we don't do anything, and let's say Dawes continues around the track he's on. Not as good, because right now you saw you all saw his numbers this last week, right? I think it was like one of the number one goalies as far as. But let's say he's. Well, right now, his numbers. Are, his numbers right now are he's 6-6-0. Six, six oh, he's got a 2-9-3 goals against with a 9-12 save percentage. Right. So That's let's say right that now. holds up, hypothetically. And we still don't make the playoffs. You got to look back at this team and say, should we have traded for a goaltender? Is that why we didn't make the playoffs? The answer would be no. Not if this is what he gives us from here until the end of the year. So, right. yeah, it's going to be so interesting no, to see where we The answer is fall. you should have played him earlier than you did. And right. that's the And, and there, there's going to be, you know, there can be blowback on Tom Fitzgerald for anything that, you know, what, whatever choice he decides to make, okay? If you stand pat, you miss the playoffs, everyone's screaming, why didn't you make a deal? Like you just said, a goalie, a defenseman, somebody. Then you, Or you go and you make a nice package for a Hannafin or a Tanev or Markstrom or whatever the case is, and you don't make the playoffs. And now you're sitting there saying you gave away Holtz, you gave away Siegenthaler, you gave away Seamus Casey, and what we have somebody that came in and played 25 games for us, and now they're going to go and test the free agency market. Um, then you make the playoffs if you stand pat. You know, that's great, and that would be – but if you don't go far – you know, then because you didn't well, get a goalie because you didn't yeah. get a goalie, you didn't get a defenseman. So he kind of is damned if you do, damned if you don't, just because of the position that the team is in right now. Because it's where, yeah, because it's such a weird position. They're not just head and shoulders ready to go, and they're not abysmal, and they've certainly been playing better. 
Yeah. But they have underperformed. And, you yeah. know, at some point, I think if Fitzgerald's sitting there in front of a judge, you know, pleading his case and why he didn't fuck up here, I think he has got a great case. I gave Lindy Ruff all the pieces. The, these guys have to find the chemistry to win. Um, injuries, I guess we can all use that as an excuse. Are you clicking on your keyboard? What nope. am I hearing? I don't like, know. Is that seriously? You're not touching anything? Nope. What the hell am I hearing? I don't know. Bob, you hear like popping constantly, right? Like a yes. rapper. Keep on. Yeah. It's not. Did it, did it happen again? Yeah. Did, I just moved my arm. That's it. So weird. Okay. Okay. It's very Stay sensitive. Using his computer mic, and it's obviously just picking up a lot of surroundings. Stay perfectly yeah. still. Bad luck with mics lately. And talk perfectly still. So yeah, maybe if I move back a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, oh, good. But but you, you know you, you're right because um, you know the whole the whole situation with the, a trade or anything like that. Like yes, this team has completely underperformed this year, and we have no like I don't know about you guys, but I still don't have any confidence in them. Like, do you guys, I mean, if they come out and lose tonight 4-1 to one against Washington, which, uh, you know, in 40 minutes when this thing starts, none of us would be shocked. I think their playoff chances are like 50-50. So how confident can you be right now? Yeah, if it's a coin flip to make the playoffs. Uh, but at the same time, like, you watch the game on Saturday and you see that we were clearly the much better team when it came to the Flyers. Uh, they're ahead of us. So let's, you know, go catch them. But Flyers, Flyers just, you know, they, they keep winning too. So, you know, five points isn't too much to overcome. But, man, I don't know how – like, I want to get that third spot, stay in that third spot. You're not catching Carolina. You're not catching the Rangers. That's simple. So get in that third spot, play Carolina or New York in the first round and see where things go. Because I just think you get into that wild card and maybe you can pop Detroit out or whoever else, Tampa, whoever's in there. But then you're going to have a first round the way we're going most likely against Boston or Florida. Like, I don't want to play Florida ever, like, yeah. ever again. They're too freaking good. Um, so the whole thing is kind of scary. So, like, I just don't know. Do you make a move? Do you not make a move? Do you sit pat? I, I It's so such a tough call. Like, last year you knew, like, they had their eye on Timo Meyer. They were going to do everything they can to go get him. Uh, and they did. But this year, I just don't know what you do. Well, you know what? Honestly – because it's changed so much recently. A couple of weeks ago, we would have been all for a trade right away. Now, with the way they're playing, now you do want to use a little more time. You want it now. We want to go closer to the deadline to really assess because if they put on a five-game run or something, it's going to make things a little easier to decide. But if they do, which I don't think they're gonna lose to Washington again tonight, then maybe lose to the Rangers, which is a very possible scenario. Now you're already on a, a two-game losing streak again. Now maybe you're seven points behind the Flyers, and things will change quickly. But I think because they've played so much better since the All-Star break, I'm not going to be surprised now if this goes down to trade day. Yeah. And it's got to be three out of four, right? Like we said that. It has to be. Has like to what, be. what you did last week, both three out of four. Both lead me to think that the trade is not the best move. and like Unless it's some kind of screaming crazy good deal. Let's look at the two scenarios. They lose the majority of the next few games up to the trade deadline. You clearly do not go for, you know, this year. This is not the year to buy at the trade deadline. Let's say they win. Why would you upset this apple cart? Exactly. Why would you go big for this team that, yeah, I mean, they might not keep it up, but like they look like they're going to make the playoffs. I say no. You still have enough on paper in this room to take it and keep running with it. You don't need uh, outside players at this point to do it. I mean, there are some exceptions, right? If you can land a uh, proven number one goalie for 
uh, not a lot of, you know, that you're going to give up totally. But I don't think you're going to see anything like that. All those top 10 trade deadline people you talked about, they're going to cost us dearly for a team that even should they continue winning up to the trade deadline is somewhat questionable. So I, I have no problem standing pat this year. And I get, I get the reasons why if that's what happens. Which brings us back to like the five minute mark where Chris said, if this is our answer, it's going to make things so much easier. Yeah. And I'd, guy. I'd much rather, you know, stand pat. And I, I was the one saying they got to do something. They have to do it now. And this was before the emergence of Nico Dawes. Um, and now that, okay, we have the goaltending. This is what this team could look like when they play competent in front of them. And we have timely, good saves. Uh, they're good. And I think this team hasn't even scratched the surface of how good they can be. So I'm really hoping that in this next couple of weeks, they do. They show because I, I said it back in November on, like, I think at some point this season, the Devils will be one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the NHL. It's got to start now. Like, they, they, you cannot, we can't keep chasing Philly. We might be in the middle season. of that. Time is going to run out. Um, you know what's funny about Dawes? I Knew he wasn't playing, but I, I really didn't realize how little he played since he came back. He only had like three or four games in the AHL. He was hurt yeah. that whole time yep. before he got called up. And apparently he had some hip uh, surgery, right? And uh, he says he feels better than he did, you know, from years ago. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, I'll ask you a question because I'm hearing some chatter about people already worried about resting the kid. Oh. Now, granted, he played, what, four out of five coming up. I hear people saying maybe he shouldn't play tonight to give him a rest. I say he's already on three days rest. And then a day off, I, I ride him. He's 23. I don't get the sentiment of thinking a 23-year-old can't handle like playing every other day. I agree. I, completely, yeah, I, I like think, playing him as much as possible with the exception of like you got to defer to the trainers and the medical staff you know, for whatever kind of surgery you had. If it responds better with a little bit more rest than they otherwise would, I get it. But, okay. I mean, they have to have a good reason for that medically that none of us know. Other than that, yeah, please play him at least three out of four. Uh, I think that's the way to go, if not more. Certainly wouldn't sit him tonight, right? I mean, it's Sunday no, and Monday off. Exactly. Not after the game he put yeah. on in, in uh, on Saturday at the stadium series, no. And then, I mean, look at last week, too. I mean, he played back-to-back, Monday and Tuesday. Won them both. Um, you know, played really and good. And it was the right move. Yeah, it was the right move. It wasn't move. lucky that we um, won them both. It was the right move. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think you, and other than back-to-backs, if Vanacek comes back and he's healthy, send Schmidt back down and let Vanacek pick up. You know, I, I, Vanacek with less rest and with the way the defense has been playing better in front of him, Vanacek is fully capable. But Vanacek is not a guy that is going to go and take you on a deep playoff run. He's just not that guy. I don't know if Dawes is, but I kind of feel like Dawes can be. I feel like after watching this guy for a couple of weeks, like he might be the future for our goalie. I mean, this might be, he might be the guy we go on runs a couple of years. It's going to be Nico Dawes in that. That's what I want to see. I think he's, he's got as good chance of being that as we do of uh, playing a good solid defense in front of him, which is to say it's questionable, right? If we keep playing the way we have defensively and he keeps playing the way he, it, it's good. The recipe for him to emerge as a, a NHL goalie. He's totally an unknown quantity. We don't know that for a fact. If this team was really on top of everything, the only thing that was hurting us all year was goaltending, I'd say, okay, I want to see more of him, but, boy, we better go pick up that goalie because this is the year, man. We're, we're, we're gunning for the President's Trophy. We're looking like we're going to go deep in the playoffs. I don't, I don't see that. So this might be a great situation for him to – like all the recipes there for a GM to not 
go for the goalie because of this situation that has nothing to do with him, the whole team. And then here he is. He's got a great opportunity. He's so far seizing it. So we'll the, see. The, the blossoming of the young, unknown commodity goalie into permanent starter has happened many times for other teams. It's ended in championships or deep runs or first round losses, but it Bing, definitely happened. Right? Like at some point, a lot of times it does feel like a switch. Yeah. Right? Just what this guy came up and just boom. Like, did anyone really think Brodor was going to take the net as well as he did when he took it way back then? No. And if you look at the first cup, uh, you know, in 95, he was still playing, you know, not a backup role, but Terraria was getting a ton of starts and come playoff time. The first two games in Boston that year, Terraria played. Um, This is maybe more like 94 as far as where Dawes is. This would be like 94 when, when Marty came in and they gave him the ball and the playoffs and he just played outstanding. I mean, these Mm -hmm. were completely different devil teams, but still it was the beginning of, you know, devil fans knowing we have a rock solid kid back here at what? 23 years old. And he took Mm -hmm. him to the conference. Took him to the the Eastern conference final and took him to seventh game, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the next year just came out and won the cup. And so, you know, I'm not, going to award Nico Dawes, you know, that he's in the same breath as Marty Brodeur, even though I, I see similarities in them. I see similarities in their game. I see uh, a lot of good things from Nico Dawes. And it's, it really like when he was up with this team two years ago, and this was not a good team and he was just battling and trying everything he can to do what he can to help this team win. It's so nice to see that through his development, this team getting better, and now this guy. Because, look, 2021-22, we could not get anybody to play. None of the seven or eight guys could do anything to help us. The whole year, the the, the whole team was kind of trash, to be honest. But this year, you know, it it looks like we're starting to formulate finally uh, a good team with some team defense. If that keeps up. Man, he, yeah, it's there for his taking. Seems like the right time. Like the energies are aligning. The team's playing better. You're coming off just one of the most awesome ways to win. Um, goalie's doing good now. Imagine if we just get the forwards scoring again. And they don't uh, need six a game. Just go back to, you know, three yeah, plus. Three or four, and that's it. And, uh, you know, this team can do it. I don't expect Jack to be quiet uh, this week a whole lot. You know, he was quiet last week. Um, what's going on with the – did you read something about these – stadium series jerseys from jack that you can't get the jack ones and then people started writing that jack told fanatics he didn't want them to sell them which it's, is bullshit doesn't want his it has to be absolute bullshit there's no way well for starters a player this. a player can't tell right. a team not or a company not to make a jersey but then somebody posted a picture on x of the jersey they got from fanatics yes. and you saw this and it was 86 and on the back it said jack Hughes, like, okay, maybe that's why you're not selling them because the idiots put this first name on it too. Right. Uh, you know, it's like if I, I really hope that the ones we ordered don't say Jack Hughes on them. Sounds but, like uh, they ordered them from Amazon or something, you know, and they was like, some, I don't know, produced in China it, or something. Somewhere they don't understand how to do this. I just think fanatics might be a bunch of fucking idiots. It is crazy that how much uh, traction these jerseys had ever since. Going back to way before Christmas, right? Everyone's like, why wouldn't you announce them before Christmas so people yeah. can go out and get the gifts? Maybe because NHL wanted to sell their regular jerseys for Christmas and then also sell this jersey after it. But regardless of that, I mean, I know there's a, a lot of processes that get involved with finalizing the jersey and getting it made for production and all that. But 
10 days before an event like that or whatever it was, 10, that is just absolutely ridiculous. It is. I mean, if I were going to that event, I literally, not only would I have wanted that jersey to wear before I went, in my head, when I was thinking about going, I assumed I could walk up and buy it right? like at the game. And I was going to do that. So not even, not even close to that. I don't know uh, what they're they're doing with that, but they really did seem to drop the ball with that because yeah, you got to announce it before Christmas. You got to put them out there. Everybody wanted this thing. You saw how fast they were going. People were saying they were going to games, going to the Devil's Den, and there was a friggin' hour late wait just to get. Do them we to know? Because I have no idea. Is this just a Devil's problem, or did the other teams uh, drop the ball too? Is this an NHL problem, or what? Well, all I, the jerseys were delayed for the announcement. Yeah, all four. Um, but as far as procurement <laughs> i don't know if the other teams were having the same problem oh, i did maybe. hear things that we were like the only team that sold out of like two of our three names and the rest of the teams were able to get any of the names they wanted uh, again i don't know if that's rumor. because you know like ours is definitely looks better i think they would inspire fans more like honestly if i was a ranger fan that would be not my favorite ranger jersey no no, I agree. And the Islander one was just god-awful. Yeah. And yeah. as far as the Flyers, if I'm a Flyer fan, I'm like looking at that saying, I'm, I have two more Flyer jerseys. I'm not going to spend it, the money it on It felt like for the there. other teams, it was a nice-to-have, and it felt like for Devils fans, it was almost a must-have. Yeah. Because it was so unique and different. from, And especially for us older guys, man, just growing up with like – we probably wouldn't even have had a, a jersey if oh, <laughs> Lamarillo was running this team. They'd just be wearing their whites or the reds. And, and, and Lamarillo, you were never going to get a third jersey. If right. it was no. up to them. And they came out saying it. Uh, they they would they did not want it. Like I never. Well, could you imagine that. removing the circle crest from it? Like he would have a heart. Oh God! Thing. Yeah, no, yeah. No I'm sure he hated. I'm sure he hated seeing us with those jerseys. Yeah. On. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. But like. But the Islander one was just. Oh my God! That was the ugliest freaking jersey I've ever seen. It was. Uh, you know. And then. I was watching uh, some hockey games last night, and the Sharks were wearing their, I guess it's their third jersey that they have out now. It was really cool. The black uh, one? The black one with the shark fin on it. Yeah, like and when you one. look up close, it's got like a that little design look. on the black. It's like almost looks like, like shark skin. or it's little, Oh, really? Yeah, when you look up close, it's got like a little pattern to it or something. I don't know how I to like describe that. it. It's very cool. Yeah. I, I remember when they came out, was it two years ago maybe? But I was like, those are awesome. I gotta, I gotta say one more thing, and, and this is not to bash Lou Lamarillo. I love Lou, Mar- Lou Lamarillo. Oh, yeah. What he did, he, he's a god as a GM, as far as I'm concerned. But the the disservice that was for the New Jersey Devils, now that we have owners willing to put in like marketing efforts and getting this, and like you saw how many fans we have, and that's still not all of them. I mean, you saw what the Devils have, and a lot of that is just because they're just it's more it is more entertainment now, you know. Mm-hmm. And back when we were young and winning championships is when we really needed that because we were kind of stuck. We, we were really little brother back then yeah. with no marketing effort out in the swamp. And and it was a, a much smaller fan base that was going out there and committing to yeah. that kind of thing. And that's why I we mean, had like, the I kind of understand far, why far away things were different. You know, the cap was a different thing. So you did have a big no disparity. Yeah. yeah. You, that's a huge difference. So, you know, we were a small market team in the shadow of giant markets and there, we were never going to compete for landing the big name players come trade deadline we would not have these conversations it was just no there's no money for it you were not going to be able to outcompete those teams so i always give them a lot of credit for finding a way to beat the system the system was totally stacked against the devils his in their gm fans, role but it could come to the cost you're his, right his president role never so good i'm just saying there wasn't there wasn't an entertainment factor there wasn't they didn't even market bro door properly who's the best goalie ever and yeah, again it's just true you know, it's, there's a buzz about the Devils, and the the arena I think is 
we've got like the fourth or fifth leading attendance this year. That was unheard of for no, us. Right. Like that well, we had nowhere so near many that. games where we weren't selling out back yeah. then and stuff, you know? I mean, it was just a diehard. I joked all the time. I could pick, I always have my jersey in the car on a Friday in case one of you guys call and say, hey, we're heading up. You get like $10 seats, get to the parking lot before four o'clock. That's free. You just pick up a six pack along the way and like your Friday night's done. Those days are over. You're right. Uh, you know, I mean, you go back to the uh, the game, right? What is that? That snow game uh, against Calgary. How many people showed up for that game? Like 414 yeah, or something? Under 1,000 or something. As, no, it was, I think it was like less than that. It's like a 230 uh, club or yeah, I thought it was like in the 400s. Let yeah. me just look this up. Um, New Jersey Devils, no game, Calgary, right? We played, I believe it was the Calgary Flames. Uh, so that was 334 people yeah. showed up at this game. For any Devil fans that don't know, it was at the old Meadowlands, and it was a, uh evening game, and the, we got Basically a blizzard. Yeah. yeah. The so parkway, was, turnpike were shut down. So people, you'd have to basically – be in that area and, and right. you know, get there uh, from side roads, back roads. I even heard a, a story. I think it was Bruce Driver was driving on Route 3 and it was just bumper to bumper and he couldn't get anywhere and he got out. There were state troopers and stuff and he like ran up to a state trooper with his hockey bag and was like, I have to get to the arena. I played for the Devils and they got him there and left his car nice. there and brought it later. Like some of the players didn't even make it. I even think they delayed the start time oh, yeah. uh, to get everybody there and 334 people. So sometimes when I you're mean, out in the, the the crowd, you'll see some old timers, and they have like a three three four club jersey on and stuff. That's what it is. They were at that game. How amazing would it have been to be at that game? Three hundred and thirty four people. It's like such a. I mean, they might actually fight me to the lower bowl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they they lower really, bowl. Really, you think they were still busting balls about where people sat? Let me see like, your tickets, yeah. sir. <laughs> I'm going down. Well, you're, you're up. You're up top, sir. Sorry. <laughs> 334 people that would never happen again i don't care how bad the snowstorm is but uh you know it, it's also like the the growth of this club i think a lot of it has to do with the people our age you know that sure. grew Generation. up watching it and then you know our children now and our kids they're all fans and they're all getting older into their the you know, late teens and 20s and going to the games and buying all the shit and and that's just how a fan base grows and uh the devil's you know and, and you think of where this growth happened was through some really lean years. So, you know, they were doing something right. That's for sure. Yep. You know, and uh, just the last couple of years, just the excitement with just with, you know, seven last seven years, right. Between Nico coming here and Jack coming here and last year, this team is primed to be really good for a really long time. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of the move to Newark originally, but I think all in all, it has helped the team. Uh, the, the facility is great. Um, I think people, you know, would really t- today be depressed about going to even a slightly revamped Meadowlands arena, you know, no, that place was older and, and you know, so I, I'm not still, still not sold that it had to be Newark. You know, I was kind of those people pulling for like Hoboken or something or some other ideas. We've talked about how it'd be awesome to have it in central Jersey, but there's challenges there. I didn't think that was going to happen, but Newark, it was like, ah, oh, all right, I guess I could, I think that no doubt has helped. Uh, getting out of the Meadowlands, uh, I think it has helped. Yeah, I mean they're not going to go anywhere. That's for sure. They're they're in, but I still, I mean, the original plan was the waterfront stadium in Hoboken. That was what Doc McMullen wanted. Mm-hmm. He had all the plans drawn up. They were going to go ahead with that, and then 
Would have been a nightmare getting in and out of that. Yeah. Well, I still think we we had a discussion. We had some uh, some people were throwing some feedback to us, Bobby. I don't think you were on the show, and Dan and I were talking, like asking us, like, where would you put a stadium now? And I think the general was on consensus that were you? Yeah, because we had to kind of had a general consensus, like it would be awesome to throw the stadium up near uh, PNC Art Center, yeah. right off of the Parkway, that Homedale area. Yeah. Throw a big arena right there, and you can have just quick access in and out of the park from the parkway. You could still take your train up there, whatever you wanted to do. That yeah, there's a park and ride. It's, yeah. mean, it's, it's got a lot of advantages. I always thought that might've been a really good move and be huge for this part of the state too. Yeah. I mean, that that's the start for even just, just like in Newark for putting up hotels around. Cause now you got a venue that puts up an event, you know, 300 days a year, which is enough to have hotels next to it. Plus you got the PNC right next to it. Um, Cause that's big for people. That's, that's big for me now. With opening day, you know what I mean. Just to how are the what hotel do you stay at when you go? Is the is it the Sheridan right next to it or Hyatt? It's, it's literally connected to it's um, nice to the practice rink. It's 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 beautiful. Yeah, it's it's perfectly fine. Um, costs a couple bucks, but usually there's at least three or four of us, so that makes it very affordable. If it's there's been years where like it was maybe just me and D, and that's a little tougher. But it just beats the alternative, man. I mean, my drive. Honestly, it's not much longer than your drive, even though I'm going to Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm usually hour and 45 minutes, and that's what it used to take me to get to the Meadowlands. For you guys, it's probably a little short of that. But yeah. to do that at 1130, 12 o'clock after going up there and having fun. Uh, oh, I'm with it's, you. It's, it's, it's uh, too dangerous. It's, you know, and uh, I know what I want to do, and I know I want to be on Edison Avenue, and I want to be with the people, and I want to be having fun, and I want to be an idiot for a while. So I get the hotel, put my head down. I mean, Plus I, all the whores. Yes. <laughs> You don't Bobby want to get to the room with all his whores. You go, Bobby. You go to your ready-made whores. Up Edison Avenue. I'm still going to go out, Karen. <laughs> we know that hockey games move fast, right, Karen? But with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner. You're going to find it. <laughs> Flushing the cocaine. You can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week. New customers bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Quick question. Mm. Right now, with 25 to 30 games left for most everybody in the league, with where, you know, all the hockey that we've watched already this season, who right now do you think, give me top two Stanley Cup favorites? Like, who do you think are really going to be there? Because for me, I think Edmonton and I think Carolina. Those are the two that I'm leaning towards that I think are going to be there at the end. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I get that. I mean, those are good choices. And they've kind of been choices from the beginning of the season. You know, people have kind of put them as their favorites yeah. all season. Uh, some of the other favorites of all the ones, they still have a chance, probably the hate to say it, the Devils are the ones that have been downgraded the most with the performance of their season. Still have time to turn it around, but 
Um, you know, some of these teams still look like they can make a good run at it, uh, but I don't think you could do much better than those two choices, Chris. They're pretty good. What about you, Bob? So for me, one of the sneaky first place teams that people just continue to not talk about year after year is the Dallas Stars. They're up there with everybody else, but you never you hear the Avalanche, you hear the Oilers, rightfully so, uh, Vancouver Canucks, Vegas, but Dallas just scares me. I, I had them picked last year, and uh, I think they could. They're very capable of going on a run. And in the East, I'm kind of with you with your earlier assessment of Florida. Like I don't want anything to do with Florida. I want someone to go in there and knock off Florida because they scare the hell out of me. I'm not going to go Carolina because I feel like if we get in the playoffs, we're probably going to wind up getting them, and we're going to exercise our demons with them and knock them out. I think we can. On. I think we can. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Carolina and I just, the way that they play, their style, they fit for, uh, you know, playoff hockey. But Florida, Florida is just, I mean, I said that I, earlier, I, I actually, I should take that back because I actually forgot about Florida when I was saying this for that quick minute. It's not going to be Carolina. It's going to be Florida. Florida yeah. and Edmonton are the Well, uh, and I'll give them the edge on goaltending. That's the only thing. That's so true. come trade deadline, you might change your mind if Carolina does land Markstrom or somewhere else. Yeah, know? that's true. That's it's true. It, I'm just looking at the Eastern picture right now, and as I honestly look at all the teams, and I agree with your assessment of Carolina. Like To me, they're just like the ultimate playoff team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, goaltending, right? There's the X factor. Just, just looking at it, just look at the top eight right now, which we're not in, and it's like, boom, Florida sticks out to me. I don't see Toronto beating Florida. I don't don't see the Rangers beating Florida. You know, Rangers are another one though. I mean, they are fucking good, and I hate it, but man, they are good. Some holes lately. Yeah, there's. I mean, they just they're special teams, man. You get their power play is just stupid. Like Chris Kreider, I don't understand how this guy can score so many deflection goals. Like it's just like how come nobody takes this guy out of the front of the net, and he always does it. Um, and you know, I'm not, I mean, as far as the teams down below trying to get in, I think that every team in the East is really hoping New Jersey doesn't get hot because the devils are that team. Like, I think there's so many other teams that are like, you know, wherever you are in the standings and you're like, sure, I have no problem playing Pittsburgh in the first round. I have no problem playing the Islanders in the first round. I'd be hard pressed for most of them. Once we, if we start get rolling for them, you know, yeah, I want Jersey in the first round. I don't think anybody no, does. If I, they come on strong down the stretch, they can be one of these young teams that totally forgot how to lose and they'd yeah. be scary to play. Yeah. And, so, you know, and that's game. what we're all hoping for here. Right. Yeah. I mean, You've mentioned a few times, Chris, how you're not comfortable in like the second wild card and you want the third, which is fine. But as I look up, I mean, if it were right now, we would get Boston. And honestly, I'm, I'm probably actually more comfortable with a Boston matchup than I am with the Rangers or Carolina again, because Carolina just scares me. And the Rangers, that's just too emotional. I just don't want to play them again this year. I don't want anything to do with that. I, I get where you're coming from. And if it is a Boston or even like a Toronto, I'd be okay. But that I just, I don't want to face Florida in the first round. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, where we're tracking, if we do make, look, I'll be happy just making the playoffs. Absolutely. You got to get in. Um, I'm curious how we play the Rangers this week. Cause I'll tell you what, nice. if they play a good game with them, you're going to say, wait a second, I forgot. This team loves to play the Rangers, and you're going to want them in the playoffs yeah, then. It's true. And, and uh, you know, how many uh, – how is the Rangers' psyche if they drop into second in the Metro? We get the third, and it's that first round. Other than home ice being flipped, you know, you got us again. And, uh, you know, they, they, had, they were up 2 nothing, and we all know what happened. I mean, how does that 
fuck with their psyche going into it. But you're right. Thursday night's going to say a lot because I think the Rangers are playing very good hockey. They've got amazing goaltending. And if we can go in, well, they're coming to us, but if we can go into that game and beat them, I think that would really go a long way to just... We've had a lot of biggest games of the year. The stadium series, our most recent. And I think it was fair to say that was the biggest game of the year. They needed those points against Philly. we got to catch them. The game against the Rangers is now the the biggest game of the year on the schedule. Yeah. Because, you know, if we're going to be serious and play them in the playoffs, we want to see how they do, how we do against them. Every game from here on out is kind of going to be that, you know, Uh, but you got to just, just put it together. Like there's no reason now why they cannot put it together. They've been playing really good. I just, no more of these clunkers, no more just, you know, giving up three or four goals in, you know, short succession, like just play clean, good hockey this, from this point forward. And they should be okay. Mistakes like that. Yeah. You know, we look like a bunch of friggin' amateurs for most of this year. And then finally, like Saturday was kind of it. Like even before, like when the all-star game, you know, after the all-star game, like we, we played the avalanche, we had a big win over a really good avalanche team. Right. Okay. That was great. We lost to Calgary. Then we lost to Carolina, but they were both close games. You know, we got shut out in Calgary, only giving up one in overtime. That's what I meant. Carolina. Sorry. And then. The two, like, look at, you know, then, okay, so you're that week is like, okay, we got one big win, we lost two, but we're playing a lot better. And then you tack it on to those two cracking Nashville back to back wins. And then, okay, we drop that one late to the Kings and then come back on Saturday with a huge win. Now you start feeling like, okay, things are starting to heat up, they're starting to get some traction now. You cannot drop the ball tonight. They like, you played just, well yeah. for seven straight games. Yes. Well, and we haven't win. seen that all year. Right. You know, so they got, but man, just go on a run. There's like, I look at this team and you, especially the way they played Saturday against the Flyers. It's like they can do eight, nine in a row. This they is can. The this is and it. if they, if they pull off a seven, eight, nine game win streak, they would firmly, I think, be in that third spot. And I don't think, I think they'd be very hard to catch. I yeah, really I don't think they would look that. back at that point. No, not with 18, 20 games left in the season. No, and I guys we depend right. on for goals, like, start coming through with them. Because let's face it, through this stretch, we have not seen Meyer explode. We've not seen Hughes entirely come back. No. Um, so, like, that's – I'm not sitting there criticizing. I'm saying I expect them to come on. So, with, with them coming online, I don't see any reason why they can't with this better system we've been running. Then, then we really are talking about a team that can make a run. So, you're right. It's going to come down to let's see how they do tonight. Because you can't afford to drop this. No. And then the bigger tests lay ahead. I just really hope we get on the podcast after Thursday's game and it's a win. Well, Thursday night we will definitely be on after the Ranger game. So, yeah, that's that's a big one, man. And, you know, nothing – you just don't get up for any game like you get up for a Ranger-Devil game. Nope. So, you know, I don't know what their schedule is looking like before that. I know that this is our – uh, only game, but I just want to check and see who the Rangers have before this. So let's see. Give me two seconds. They are playing tonight, actually. Uh, they, they have your stars, and then they play us. So that's it. So they have the Dallas, and we have Washington, and then it's uh, to New Jersey for a 7 o'clock start on Thursday. Then they have the Flyers on Saturday. And I think so the Flyers are off. They have Chicago, and then I guess they have the Rangers. So if we pick up these next two, and Flyers 
dump the next two, we're in good shape. You know, then, then yeah, I haven't checked on Chicago lately. I'm sure they're still in the bottom, but I hear Bedard's really heating up. Dude, he's so good, man. Yeah. He is so good, even with that. There is like, there's on. the generational, and then there's like generational B, right? Like, yeah. there's McDavid and him and Crosby, and then there's like, you know, the I love Jackson. Jack Hughes, but I'm just yeah. not sure that you're quite, you know, Bedard probably has a higher ceiling. I think that Jack Hughes is a very immature player, and I think that. A lot of that is going to change. And I think that in a couple of years, Jack's going to kind of be that consistent, fantastic player all the time. I don't think you're going to see peaks and values. You're still muted, bud. Does he ever remind you of Dougie Gilmore a little bit? He He seems to me a little bit like a young Gilmore. I I see that. He reminds me a lot more of Patrick Kane. Uh, I get happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That too. But I can see Dougie. I could totally see Dougie Gilmore. Um, you know, he, he's the, it's the smaller guys. They, they always find open space. Fantastic right. Great passers. Vision. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in that sense, yes. But I think Jack is a little immature, right? You know, in this point, I think he's. You know, it, it's got to be hard when you're what? How old is he? 21? Yeah. Whenever I hear that crap, and I think about the mm-hmm. age, what we right. were doing at that age. I mean, come exactly. On. Like you're 21. Everybody puts you on a pedestal. You're you a know how good you are. Come on. Yeah. The league is like, all right. When they market people, they're marketing Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Jack Hughes. Like those are the dudes, right? Um, that they're mostly marketing. So your his face is always out there. And you kind of see it sometimes. He, he can't control his emotions that good yet and stuff. He, he'll figure it out. I think the injuries out. have had a, a little bit of an effect on him. I don't mean they've slowed him down at all. I think it has added some anxiety into his play. You know, he, he was out last year, uh, you know, comes back. He's having a good year. He gets injured for another long period of time. I think that makes it hard. I think it adds a little extra pressure on him. Well, sure. I mean, he definitely wants to be – the best period Uh, and in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the season when he was leading everything in uh, you know, it was right up there with his goals and his points and all the other stuff. Um, I I do think that that's where he wants to be, where he, that's his, that's his milestone. He wants to be the best in the league. I just think sometimes you're 21, take a breath, calm down, let the rest of your team do some stuff and you just, you know, do your amazing shit because he doesn't yeah, take your opportunities. Do, yes. That's it. And even, even Jack just playing, you know, not even putting up points, just being on the ice. Yeah. He's oh, doing yeah. more than anyone else on this team. And, so, you know, he quietly gets a ton of points, you know, yeah. you, you know, you're just comparing him to some of his, you know, outputs where he's had, you know, four points in a night and you go, Oh, Jack had one tonight, one point. Yeah. Still, yeah. still a point. And he opens up so much ice for everybody else. I think he's going to go off tonight. I think Jack's going to have a big night tonight. So since we are uh, about five minutes away from puck drop against the Capitals, we're going to wrap this thing up. I want to apologize for the um, sound issues. We have no idea what the hell the problem was. Uh, we will try and fix it. Um, you're still muted, Dan. Oh, he knows that. Uh, it was Yeah, I don't know what is going on with his microphone, though. That was just weird. I think we need, yeah. to, uh, I think we need to maybe get you a good mic. I think that's a new be. mic. But you're using the internal mic, right? And it's yeah. making that weird, like, clicky and stuff. It's I have no idea why it would be different than last show. Yeah. And, you know, so, oh, well, it is what it is. So we apologize for that. So wherever you guys are listening to us, drop us a line. UnclePuckers at gmail.com. You can reach us on X, of course. We definitely love getting feedback from you guys. We read the stuff online. We'll talk about some of your questions. Um, Give us a uh, five-star review, a positive comment, a subscription, a download. 
goes a long way to help the puckers. So um, we're going to go watch, hopefully, the Devils whoop up on the Washington Capitals. We will be back. Big win, hopefully. We will be back Thursday. We're going to drop in a few Instagram lives uh, before Thursday so you guys can hop in with us. And uh, we'll post it up on X when we're going to be out uh, doing that. And then uh, Thursday Thursday night we will be on after the Ranger game and then Saturday uh, at some point after the Chicago Blackhawk game. For Dan and Bobby, I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you, bitches. Bye-bye, bitches. (laughs) There we go. Where's it going? I don't know. It won't let me do that. Wait, hold on one second. I can hum it. Start singing it. Do, 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 do. It's over, How's it go? It's over. Oh, there it is. There it is. I did that pretty good, man. Was... So sweet when it ends. Right, yeah. Now we get to go watch hockey. Awesome. It's over, Johnny. It's over. I think I discovered the problem.